Yo, this is Hanging with Apes, an Audio Apes podcast. Real talk, real topics, no limits. Audio Apes, music with no boundaries. Yo, what's up everybody? I'm K-Cartoon. I'm Rx Phonics. We are the Audio Apes and you are officially Hanging with Apes, a podcast where we discuss trending topics, current news with a philosophical and comedic flair, and our take on it, two guys from the south side of Chicago. You can check us out at audioapesmusic.com. That is our website. And when you get there, you're going to be met with a message telling you to subscribe to our newsletter. So go ahead, type in your email and do that. Subscribe to our newsletter. Follow us on Twitter at Hanging With Apes. Follow us on Twitter at Audio Apes. AudioApesMusic.com is our website and it has everything you need to know about us. And Hanging With Apes at Hanging With Apes is our Twitter for the podcast. At Audio Apes is the Twitter for the music. We are here. We have a, a informed episode for you, but but not uh not as upbeat as normally. Obviously, by now I'm sure most of you that are listening to this podcast right now have heard about the mass shooting that took place at Las Vegas on the Strip. So we're obviously going to be talking about that, dissecting it, getting deep, getting philosophical about it. Uh. It's just, it's like moments like this that kind of hit you. And like, obviously our job is to talk about it, but it creates a sense of, of speechlessness. It's like, you know, how do you, how do you put that much chaos, that much pain, that much hurt, that much sadness, that much evil, like, you know, all these are all characteristics that describe that event. It's like, how do you put it into words? You know, it, without sounding cliche, like without sounding like stuff that's been said millions or, or at least thousands times before, you know, like how do you? Yeah, yeah. Now it's it's becoming a popular thing too with the whole, um, I guess attack people and kill them at a concert because the last one, the last uh, one, I, I don't want to say the last one because it didn't happen here. It happened in London, but and it was a different, I guess, ideologies. With this one, you you didn't really know. Um, what what the guy's motive was all we know is again like you said a gunman on a high floor las vegas hotel um just shot at people with a rapid fire barrage and 59 people i think it, it was that that were dead uh this is crazy 527 others injured, injured. yeah so who's to say that some of those people don't die and we hope that they don't and we'll pray for them um not necessarily clear why he did it, which was a little weird uh, given the fact that ISIS took uh, uh, credit for that. I think it was probably more a, a, uh, like just an opportunity to say, hey, it was us. Maybe they were just thinking that, that it was somebody that you know read their stuff and... and uh, Sympathize with them. Yeah, and sympathize with them, but yeah. right now it's not clear. And I'm happy that... And, and, and it's not yeah. the first time that they've made a, a false claim of oh. being responsible for something that it was ultimately discovered that they had nothing to do with. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, obviously, the more that they strike fear into people, the better for them. Um, that's their whole thing. So, But this doesn't seem, to me to indicate any of that the guy that that did the shooting uh the gunman uh mr paddock 64 uh he was described as as a gambler uh kind of a quiet dude played golf uh lived in a quiet retirement community um 
no significant criminal history. Um, not really anything, you know, no, no, really no red flags coming from him. Like it was just kind of like a normal, a normal guy living his life. Um, not even as far as the history, there was nothing, nothing crazy. So I, oh, well, there was that one with, uh, I think his dad was a psychopathic, uh, yeah, bank his, robber. his dad at, at one point, his father was on the FBI's most wanted list for being a bank robber. Um, obviously, you know, the, the sins of the father don't necessarily fall on the son. So you can't automatically associate the father's behavior with his behavior, especially if for the most part, he lived a life where he was law abiding. And like you said, didn't raise any red flags. Yes. That does sort of speak to, you know, is behavior like this hereditary? You know what I'm saying? You know, it could, could that be a thing? Could it be, a uh, a, a, a sort of, you know, seeking glory type of thing where it's like, well, maybe he felt up until that point, he lived a, a rather mundane life and his father had this legacy, even though it was a negative legacy, but maybe trying to live in the shot, you know, you know, step out of the shadow of, of, uh, of the father. Like who, who knows there, there's really, there's really no way that you can pinpoint it right now as a curling stands. Obviously it's a developing story and, and there's the, the investigation is ongoing and hopefully in the coming hours and the coming days, we sort of kind of get more information about this person's profile and, and and maybe even clues and 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 indicators as to like why they why they did this why he did this um it does seem so far that he was working by himself they said that in the the hotel room that he was in essentially what happened was he broke the windows from the hotel room on the 32nd floor and he started shooting at a crowd of people that from the aerial photos that I've seen of of the of the area where it took place, it seems like it was almost a block away where the people were from from the hotel. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he's high up, so he has that vantage point. And then he just started opening fire. Um, when the police finally, you know, located where he was, you know, they breached the hotel room. They went in, and then he shot himself dead killed himself and then you know they said that in the room there was like over over 10 guns in there so it does definitely seem like this thing was planned um why it was planned like yeah. i said we don't know and it, you know this is nothing new either but it's still it's still just as distasteful as it ever was when you see politicians come out in the wake of this and then they politicize it. Like, you know, one of the first things that Hillary Clinton said was, let me pull it up because it's on our Twitter feed because I, you know, I had to say something about it. But, you know, leave it to her, leave it to others like her to to do things like this and, and say things like this. Yeah. Um, the crowd fled at the sound of gunshots. Imagine the deaths if the shooter had a silencer, which the NRA wants to make easier to get. So right away, let's attack the NRA. Like right away, let's politicize this. Yeah. Um, 
like I don't know. I just find that so distasteful. Like it, at that moment. Yeah, and and you know what? Yeah, the politicians are gonna do what what they're gonna do. Um, the White House has done the right thing, which is we're not gonna jump into this whole uh, gun, uh, the whole um, the gun laws thing. We're gonna see what what develops. I'm glad that they haven't jumped on the ISIS thing. You know, like no, just sit down. Let's let's find out everything before we say anything. You know, yeah. um, even the president. You know, like pretty broad and when when he said it was an act of pure evil leave it at that we don't know anything yet we don't know what's going on let's let this thing develop and that is one thing that 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 is annoying when you start politicizing these things because okay this is a horrible event you know people today woke up and their family members you know a sister a brother a, a dad maybe a mom uh they're dead now yeah the last thing you want to hear is, oh, well, let's do, make the, you know, uh, the policies of this person and that, you know, like, I understand that is something that has to be addressed, but let's not jump on this, you know, politics stuff right away. You know, like, let's, let's uh, handle what we know first, what's going on, and then from there, you know, go accordingly. And uh, Sarah Huckabee, uh, she she uh, when they asked her about that about the whole well, what do you guys gonna do about the gun laws? She said it's a little it's it was way too early to be talking about this. She left it at that. Very refreshing, very refreshing. Um, and even the news, you know, I'm, I'm sure I haven't been able to sit down and and catch you know uh, anything from Fox, you know, CNN or MSNBC. But uh, from what I have seen, they've kind of focused more on you know people and, and and the situation and kind of developing the whole the whole thing the thing to me that that strikes me is uh the saddest thing to me obviously be, people people are dead and and uh something senseless like this like you you can never really like you you don't know how to feel and 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 no matter what the guy did it for at the end of the day you know the people are dead you know what i'm saying like that's that's just a sad sad thing but 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 to me the scariest part is we live now in in times where like people they'll have they'll break down and then it's like well let me let me go to a country music festival because this was a three-day country music festival uh i forgot the artist that that was playing uh jason aldean um hopefully i'm pronouncing it right but uh yeah the the festival was called the Harvest Festival um, music event, and you know people are there to have a good time. And uh, the last thing you think of is you know I'm gonna get shot at yeah. from from a building, and and uh, you know a lot of people are gonna die, and you know that that's that's messed up. It's messed up when when you think about these things when you're gonna go to 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 watch a movie at a movie theater, or when you're gonna go to the Taste of Chicago, you know us being from Chicago, or or you know Lollapalooza. There's always that thing, at least when it comes to me, like there's always that thing like, okay, if I go there, what can go wrong? You yeah. know? And um that that's that's the thing to me that that uh it it irks me because like what how are people gonna start reacting if this becomes a norm? You know what I'm saying? Like you don't wanna you don't want a society living in fear. Uh but then again, how can you blame people, you know, living in fear 
when when things like this happen when the good things that you know like the 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 all that money that they that you work for you you spend it so you can go have a good time with family you know listen to to, to the, your favorite artist or, or uh you know or, or or go go watch you you know your favorite director's uh, movie and, and it's like that has to be on the in the back of your head and everything has to be it just kind of creates this whole paranoia thing and that's the sad thing to me uh, for what because you you weren't happy with your life you know what I'm saying like because whatever reason we find out that doesn't even matter at this point you know like the damage has been done and 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 uh, there's nothing that could justify why you would do something like that. Especially to people that have nothing to do with it, all, with there. whatever it is yeah. that you wanna yeah, do like, it for. Exactly. You know, like it's not understandable under no circumstance. You might have a problem with the IRS, or you might have a problem with the government, and then you go attack them or whatever. But you know, that's even that's not justifiable. That's not you know you can't just go over the, you, just because you don't agree with someone, or just because your life isn't what 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 you thought it would be or you're not happy with this or it's not justifiable in any way shape or form under any capacity for you to do something like that so it's just it's, it's sad i don't even you don't know what to do when it comes to to this stuff what, it's become what, the norm <laughs> what what's striking about about this situation and and the people that I find to be like opportunistic in, in how they respond to something like this is a lot of times situations like this, the evil situation, it, it brings out the good in people. So you have people, you know, the first responders and, and all of the people that are that are helping and 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 actually making things better and easier for the people that that are going through the situation and it's because of that that you see why so many people are are so against the the nfl you know kneeling the the uh, to the anthem uh, protesting the anthem or protesting police officers is because in in situations like this like those are the ones that people rely on and those are and and those are the ones that that's sure sort of stand out but just like situations like this reveal the good people i think it also sort of has a way of revealing like malicious people and people like certain politicians that seek to politicize stuff like this to push their agenda and i don't know how many people's twitter feeds that i've read today that that said stuff about you know well yeah well who cares because most of them it was a country music festival so most of them were Trump supporters anyway like shit like that and one of the most astounding ones was from Haley Geftman Gold which you'll you'll be surprised to learn to learn that she was she's uh, no longer because since the, since this she's been fired wow. the vice president senior counsel of strategic transactions at CBS, so CBS Network. And this is what she said in, in her in, on her Twitter. If they wouldn't do anything when their children were murdered, referencing Sandy Hook, I would have no hope that the repugs will ever do anything right. I'm actually not even that sympathetic because country music fans are often Republican gun toters. Well, she's fired. CBS fired her for, and 
I'm glad. Yeah, and because even though even though like I am the biggest First Amendment advocate, that's just evil. See, like like and it and people might say, oh well, like you know that's that's her freedom of speech. Absolutely, that's her freedom of speech. But this is the thing: when you say something that's misinformed, even though it's ugly, like when Jamil Hill said that that President Trump is a white supremacist and he surrounds himself by white white supremacists, I totally disagree with it. I don't think she should lose her job over that because while it's misinformed and while it's ugly, there's nothing there's nothing heinous about that. Yeah. There's nothing like it's stupid, yeah, but it, and it's misinformed. But it is what it is. But that that's heinous. That's like that's pure evil. Like yeah, to say yeah. something like that. Like that's that's pure evil. For you to even for yeah. you to even think about about like the 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 political beliefs of the people that, that were killed in a situation like that when they weren't doing anything wrong. They were enjoying a night out with their yeah. friends and family. Yeah, that that's now that's truly deplorable, you know, a person like that. Now that that's how you define a deplorable person. Like, you know, we okay. Anybody that I disagree with, you know, like at a at a hundred percent, you know, and 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 I find out that, you know, uh, let's say they have different politics as me, and they voted for a politician that I didn't really like feel or whatever. Uh, and, and, and something like that happens to them. That's the last thing I'm thinking about is, right. you know, like, oh, wow. Well, he voted for this person. So good for him that his family's dead because, you know, fuck him. What? Yeah. What? Like, you know, at, first and foremost, we're human beings. Like, can, 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 what happened to like the, we're in America. We're all Americans. The camaraderie, whether you agree or you don't, you know, I have debates all the time with my family with family members that completely disagree with certain things, you know, that's it. That's where it stops. People have their politics. People have their beliefs. Like, wh- why does that have to be? Well, fuck them. They could die now. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that, that's, that's, that's an extreme. And I'm glad that, that CBS took it upon themselves to, to fire a person like that because especially in a leadership role, like you're the vice president. Yeah. Like, and I, and I think that's bad leadership. Yeah. And, and I think, that's probably the 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 main reason I agree with them firing her is because having views like that does affect the position you hold. Yeah. Because you're 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 a consultant, a vice president consultant. Yeah. So that means you make decisions in regards to 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 all sort of things at this network. And if you have views like that, like I would honestly question like whether or not I would question how capable you are of doing your job effectively. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was kind of like it was kind of like with um with um Donald Sterling when when that tape came out, that that video came out, well, not the video but the the audio tape of of him saying that stuff to to his side piece about about black people. Like, well, why do you hang out with these people? You remember the the Donald Sterling, the the owner. Oh of the yeah, Clippers. yeah, yes, 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 yes. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm a first. I'm a First Amendment guy, and and I do think like the way the whole situation turned out, it was kind of fucked up because like that was like a private conversation. Yeah. But what it did reveal 
was that even though it was his right to say that, I don't really think you should be an owner in a league of a team full of black people. And, and you, like, like you don't, you, there's really no place for that in the NBA. No. So while I do believe that like you have the right to say whatever yeah. you want to say, it does question whether or not you should be an owner of a team in the NBA. Yeah. Maybe own some other shit, but I don't know like how how much that really makes sense. You being an owner in the NBA, you know what I'm saying? And, and what happened? What happened in a in a in the system we're currently in? Is people were like, no, we don't want that person there. That doesn't represent us, and and he got fired. Racism gets taken care of. You know right. what I'm saying? Like that's how you 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 just because he has a a product. The, the 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 Los Angeles Clippers, people are gonna start protesting. People are gonna start not going to games. Now that's gonna mess up the money, and and that's how you, you know like people don't want that. So you you get phased out. Yeah, you have those views, and you're in a leadership role. Well, now you're affecting the company because you have those views. And I remember uh, who was it that that said that? I think it was Dinesh D'Souza. You were telling me that said that capitalism kind of controls. Uh, not controls, but could, could help end racism in yeah, the sense absolutely. that it's systematic. Absolutely, absolutely. Because how could you have those views and like half of your team or 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 seventy five percent of your team is black? You know, yeah, that's what I'm saying. And then the fans and all of that, so it sort of weeds it out. Now the the difference the difference is, and I and I think this sort of does bring up a, a really interesting talking point is because like. Where where does the scale tip? Because for instance, that that was his position and his role. Now again, referencing the Jamil Hill thing, her while what she said was misinformed about about Trump and and his staff, that doesn't affect how she does her job as a sports commentator and a sports analyst. Yeah. So you see what I'm saying, like. People have to know when and where, like, to certain things are acceptable and, and certain things are not acceptable. Like yeah. I've said before in the past that I disagreed with Don Imus losing his job when he called uh, that WNBA team a bunch of nappy-headed hoes, and yeah. then he ended up losing his job for that. Well, no, I, I disagreed with that because he's a a, a, a a radio personality. They get paid to talk about things, yeah. so I don't see why I don't see why a station would just jump to fire him when it's his job to like to not like it, it, his job is to express his thoughts and beliefs. But just it was just that this particular one was not very popular, or or they thought it was not very popular. So yeah. you you have to know like when and where, and then obviously there's also a degree of 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 heinousness attached attached to it. Like for instance. Like, for instance, uh, like, remember also when we talked about the Charlottesville protest yeah. and I mentioned that one website that 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 called the girl that had got killed uh, of like a, a, a fat slut pig, childless pig or something like it was yeah. like something like real heinous. And yeah. then I guess um, Google and GoDaddy decided to stop hosting the website. Yeah. Now that I disagree with because Google and GoDaddy's job is not to monitor the websites that you host. Exactly. Your job is so that's what I mean. Like you gotta know like when and 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 where it's your place to step in in yeah. reference to certain things. So in this particular case with the CBS host, I do agree with them firing her yeah. because I do think that views like that 
will be a hindrance upon the type of job that she can do at CBS, especially you know it being a national network. And that and and that line right there, that thin line of what's right and what's wrong, is what shows who is equipped to be a leader and who is not. Right. Because people, the one thing that's going to happen in all these cases, the one thing that's synonymous to all everything we're talking about right now is the public outcries are going to happen. It's how you handle them and, and, and how you handle the situation and how you kind of drown that out and, and look at, look at the situation for what it is. Because like you said, in her, in her situation, she does have a, a say and, and, uh, that's, it's communications. Right. She's the vice president for that. That that's, that's not good. Now, with the like you said, with the Jameel Hill thing, her views misinformed, yes, but it is what it is. It's not anything. She's not in in control of you know ESPN. Right. She's not a vice president uh, of counseling for ESPN. So, just like you said, you have to know when and where. So that and, and that's the thing. Not everyone can be a good leader, and and you have to see these things, and you have to look at these situations to be able to, you know, kind of decipher who's doing good and who's doing bad. And also, if if you're going to fire, like like you said with with the situation with Don Imus, if you're going to fire him, then you have to fire Jameel Hill because right. it is the same exact situation on Just a different reversed, political, yeah. you know, spectrum. Yeah. So it's reversed, but. If you fire him, then you fire her. That what's fair is fair. Exactly. Not, you, you fire Mike Ditka. You fire Kurt Schilling. You you fire her. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And 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 I I feel like now certain networks and Silicon Valley they're starting to understand that more economically. That the higher up you go in the hierarchy of of the company, the more critical and fragile these situations become. Yeah. For instance. In uh in Milo Leonopoulos' dangerous book, he talks about his whole, I guess if you want to call it uh, uh the 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 feud he had with Twitter, you know, and then you know when eventually they 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 gave him the boot and he was banned off Twitter. Yeah. Well, he was saying how he realized it was something that was coming and it was something in the making yeah. for actually quite some time before he was actually banned off Twitter, and when he, when first they took away. His uh his verified check like you yeah. know that little blue check that they have yeah. on Twitter where it's like a, the profile is verified the, to say that this is really that person yeah because there's a likelihood that like it they, it would be copied and there'd be a lot of false profiles. Well, they took his away, and then and then you know the whole back and forth with uh with Leslie Jones and then it you know it wasn't even anything that he he initially did it was that you know people that might have followed him did or said. So all of this stuff, but then like you and I have talked about, just like he's been banned off Twitter for nothing, for something that, that wasn't even that bad, they wouldn't dare do it to Donald Trump because they know they know that like if you make a decision that big, it will affect the company negatively because so many people would flee from it. And, and so I think I think them firing this woman is somewhere along those same lines where it's like, yeah, we really can't have something like this because it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna mess us up yeah yeah and effectively like you're gonna start seeing that uh become more of a more of a problem 
for companies because I did see a couple articles about well, because you know Twitter said they're never that that they're not even thinking of, of of banning Donald Trump, and really what Donald Trump's done is nothing like, or some of the things he says. I mean, it's not that much different from the, some of the stuff that like Milianopoulos has said. Right. You know what I'm saying? For what he got banned for. Milianopoulos was banned for something he didn't even say. He just said, hey, you suck. And then people started trolling her. And because people started trolling her, which he has no control over, those people, he was banned. Same thing is when Donald Trump did the whole golf swing and hit Hillary. And, you know, that, if you line it up with what Milo did, is then that constitutes Donald Trump's Twitter to then be, you know. Right. To, to end. Uh, there's people who, uh, I think we talked about this the, uh, one of the episodes about the girl who was mad about I forgot what what company had a video on how to do anal sex, but it was like a teen magazine. Oh yeah, like Teen Vogue or something. Yeah, like Teen that. Vogue, and, and it, it, the the writers telling kids like how to you know correctly do anal, which I, is just not appropriate. Like you know, as teens, like what are you doing? This is Teen Vogue, and uh, the mom expressed her discontent, and then she was banned. Right. She was not happy about the artist. She has she has a right to her opinion. She's not sending a tweet, you know, where she's golfing and hitting somebody, you know, hitting the the owner of or the CEO of Team Vogue. So on that same spectrum, you see that whatever's better for Twitter is what they'll go with instead of what you know yeah. actual, actually having uh, a fair and balanced agenda. And and really, what what you were talking about, how Twitter said that they won't ban him. They pretty much admitted to the fact that he was like big news. Yeah. So, so the guy like the president, what do you do? You know, like, oh, well, you you can't get rid of him. He's gonna he's gonna do his thing, and if you dare, and if you dare, you know, kick him or boot him or whatever or you know take his his account away, um, then that's it for you. So it shows how Twitter is just really all about the money, and really Twitter. That's what it's all about is, is speaking your mind in 140 characters, right? Yeah. So when you start becoming oppressive in, in that way where you you, you, you want to uh, give people the freedom to say what they want to say, but not really, we're going to monitor everything you say, that's very scary because you're a huge company. You know, Google's a huge company. Facebook is a huge company. Once they start controlling what people are going to think, that's... And, and if and if people don't see that and if people don't um, look at this for what it is, which is like the beginning of tyranny in the United yeah. States, that's that's scary. So I like it when people when people, you know, they're they're uh, paying attention to that type of stuff and, and, and they're willing to, you know, stop messing with that company because, again, uh, if you want these scary times to 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 take over, uh, that's that's the surefire way to do it. Is just let these companies, you know, control everything that you say and not not have anything to say about it or or being like, oh fuck, why well, messed up? Am I saying there should not be any type of monitoring of these things? No, of course not. There's like 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 with the uh, with with uh, the lady from uh, CBS. You know, some of the stuff that she she said. Now, what she said shouldn't be, shouldn't she shouldn't be banned for it. But uh, the company that she's that she works for uh, and she consults, 
they're gonna have to look at that and be like, okay, well, you have those views, you're obviously in, in, right. in that situation, and and even then, I don't think Twitter should should like you know delete the tweet or anything like that. No, yeah, this was uh, that that post that she did. It was on Facebook, but yeah, I don't think she should be banned for that. Honestly, I don't think there, there you should be banned for anything unless it's like something like real heinous, like you know, a child murder or like. Or like, uh, or like posting or, pictures or, or, or like child kids. porn or yeah. something. Well, yeah, that's like totally out of the question. But this is still at the end of the day, just her thoughts. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's not like she's actually physically hurting anybody. Yeah. It's just the the where the question comes into play is by being a person that has those kind of thoughts. Are you in right form to do your job as a consultant at CBS? That's where you know that's where the question comes into play. But yeah. but she she's not not the only one that 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 um responded to this situation like this. This is from a tweet from Richard Dawkins. Uh, uh, for any of you that don't know, Richard Dawkins is is a uh, probably the right now currently the world's most famous atheist. And uh, South Park did an awesome job poking fun <laughs> at him. Um, and then, you know, he, in the episode, he ended up having sex with Mr. Garrison and oh, yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was a crazy, was a, I want to say that was season 10, probably like one of my most favorite episodes, yeah. seasons of, of South Park. But anyway, here, uh, this is his tweet and, uh, it's, it's, uh, pretty, pretty condescending. Dern tootin', great shooting, cool dude serving. He's his second amendment rants. Hell yeah. Every country has psychopaths in the USA. They have guns. So if that was kind of hard to understand, that's because how he wrote the tweet. And apparently it, he, I guess he was trying to mock a Southern accent. So darn tootin', great shooting, cool do certain his second amendment rants. So like, I, I like it, it, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Like how he wrote it. You get the satire, but, behind but you it. get the satire be- behind it. It's like it's like you know these these country folks. Uh, uh, you know, every country has has psychopaths. In the USA, they have guns. So so, uh, pretty much in a way, making fun of the victims. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because they like country music and whatnot. Making fun of the victims, and then also politicizing it by bringing up the whole the whole gun thing and the whole yeah. gun debate which I don't think but, now is a time for that because us being us and living in Chicago we would be the first to tell you that gun control doesn't work because we have yeah. at this point as it currently stands in the city and as of right now it's October 2nd over 500 homicides already in the city and we are one of the most heavily gun regulated cities in the world. Yeah. In the world. Not just the USA, in the world, one of the most heavily gun regulated cities. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. And and you know, uh the C P D had uh the nerve to I don't know if you've been keeping up with like local news. They were saying, Oh, our numbers are doing better this year, we're doing a lot better, we've been focusing a lot more on t- and Hey, where? Where are yeah, they? What yeah. numbers? Yeah, and you know, five hundred. I mean, at this point, we did have more murders, but five hundred is still a lot. It's like saying, like, wow, 
we sucked last year. This year we suck less. Y- yeah. Okay. You know. Maybe at this point, maybe at this point we had more murders, but then uh, for a few years ago it was way less. So like it's it, it, it it's it's going up and down. It's not like it's a like consistently going down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that, that that's the thing that kills me is I was like, so you're saying that you suck less, but nonetheless you still suck as a city, because I mean the politics behind the city is what's causing this this type of stuff and and there's nothing you, you can you really do about it. and then to go back to your to your to the tweet from um mr um you said Dawkins, right? Dawkins. um okay explain to me how we would have been able to stop this man right with who had no criminal record because you're saying oh gun laws this isn't that but like let's say we we heavily regulated it right how can we still tell that this guy's not going to do that, right? Because, again, we're heavily regulated here, but that doesn't stop anyone from, you know, if they want an AK, they could find one. If they want an AR-15, they could find one in these streets. So uh, gun laws is not going to stop that. What what really, what, what the main focus here is, okay, how do we find out when a person is going to do this, right? And then you look at this guy's history. You look at uh, his life. No signs. No. no signs. And and the thing is this, we're not going to be able to stop everything when it comes to these situations. And, and, and let's not be so ignorant to, to, to not remember what happened in Nice, France with a truck. There was no gun involved. It was a truck. So, so then what if that, okay, let's say you somehow miraculously were to take out all the guns in the United States. So... Then somebody does an act of terror like that where they, they ram their truck through a crowd. Yeah. Which so is not that do, hard. Then we do we start do we start taking away vehicles? Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like like because uh, that's the same logic. Yeah. That's the same yeah. logic. Or if if a man goes on a rampage on the bus with a hammer, so then uh, 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 when you go buy a hammer at Home Depot, do you gotta yeah. like do you have a background check? Like how do you? That's it's the same. You can't regulate it. Yeah, or, or and, and, dude, yeah. dude, gasoline. Like you know how much damage you could do with a gallon of gasoline if you if you do the right stuff with it. So yeah. you, that's what I'm saying. Like w- w- that. That's always that's always the, the the answer for 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 these people, and and it's it just shows how ignorant and how small minded they are. Yeah. And furthermore than that, furthermore than that. We don't know as of right now the the type of guns that he had, like the, exactly like the make and models. But from what I've been reading, and this is um, unsubstantiated, but this is this is what a lot of analysts that have heard the video, listening to the gunfire and the gunshots in the video, yeah. a lot of them from from people in law enforcement to people that are just gun advocates are under the belief that from the sounds of the gun and and how rapid they hear the bullets coming, that it sounds like it's a fully automatic weapon, a.k.a. a machine gun. Yeah. Those are damn near illegal and very highly regulated, very hard to get. So if that is the case, if if that's the case, we're not saying that it is because, like I said, the, the we that information is not out yet. But hypothetically speaking, if that is the case and it is... A, a fully automatic rifle, which is already heavily regulated in the United States, damn near impossible to get for for the for the average person. So then, what does the argument become then? Because yeah. because if you know what I'm saying, 
Yeah, it, yeah. It, it, you can't stop these things from happening realistically, like just by by banning everything in the world. No, because if if literally if all we had was rocks, someone's gonna fucking do something with that. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it's 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 uh, it's very naive to think in that way. Like to to right away put the blame on something that really shouldn't be blamed for. You know, because. If if it came to getting a background check, that guy would have passed. Right. That guy would have passed. And that's it. That's the end of the story. You know? Am I saying that, you know, obviously getting a background check to get a weapon, that's, I, I think everyone would agree with, you know, that that would be a good idea. But what I'm saying, which is the, the bigger picture here, is you can't control everyone's mind. You can't, you know, know when someone's just going to snap. You know? That's... That's just life. You know, I can't control, I, I could cross the street. I can't control if that person stops or not. You know what I'm saying? That person might just like, you know, not be paying attention or might have lost it or you, you don't know what. And then they ran, they run you over and that's it. Well, what, what then? What, what's the issue here is, you know, shit happens. And, and that's a, that's the sad part about, you know, this whole situation is we don't really have any answers, but the answers that people are trying to get or politicians are trying to go for is just really just political. Yeah. And 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 it, and it reminds me of of one of my my favorite documentaries and while I totally disagree with everything from Michael Moore on a political spectrum, I do like his documentary a lot Bowling for Columbine. And, and 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 there's even stuff in the documentary that I I disagree with as far as, you know, there, there is a little bit of a of a gun control agenda undertone to the to the movie, but there is a very a very uh, pivotal question that I feel like he poses in that movie, and I'm gonna pose it here today, not just to you, but like to anybody that's that's listening. Is why do we? Why is there so much gun violence in this country? You know, obviously, some people say there's so much gun violence because the the access the access to guns. Some people say it's because of our our violent history. Some people blame video games. I I don't I don't believe in my heart of hearts that that taking away access to guns will will change any of that because a lot of people have guns, millions of people have guns, and millions of people are not killing people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, yeah. so to 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 just correlate oh guns with killing, I don't think is 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 necessarily the answer. And and it's a very it's a very simple face value response from people that don't want to look deep into the situation. You know, and obviously, like none of us are going to know a hundred percent why why there is so much gun violence in this country. But but why do you why do you think like if if just you had to take a guess or or a, an estimation shit it's it's so massive and so different you know for for every every uh every place now i will tell you that there's a lot more gun violence in in big cities right than than there is in like you know small towns and stuff like that living in the big city we do worry a lot about stuff that we shouldn't worry about I feel so. I feel that 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 I think I think 
your your mentality or your thought process does play a big role in that. I mean, some people here in the city, when you live in the city, it's like it's it's kind of like this is where all the cool stuff is at, right? So someone like let's say out in in the fucking country or in like a, a small town, they tend to rely more on like just kind of like family and really the things that are more important in life. I feel that once you start getting into the whole like here, this is the civilization, this is the 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 you know here the skyline, all this, and you start thinking big, right? I feel that that does play a play a big role is people lose track of who they really are. That's one. Two, I hate uh, to, I mean, well, I don't hate to say it. It, it is what it is. In, in the big cities, that's where you see the most gun laws. So that's another thing. So you see, so you see uh, like uh, a lot of the crime that does happen is in po- poverty stricken places, right? Neighborhood, yeah, yeah. poverty stricken neighborhoods, yeah. And and when you look at that, those people aren't getting these guns illegally, so, or, or they are getting these guns illegally. They're not getting it, you know. They're not going to, you know, guns are us or whatever, you know. Mm. Like, oh, hey, here, I'm gonna buy a gun. Obviously, you know, here's my information. No, they're not doing that. They're buying it off of the streets, off of the black market. Right. So, so, like the laws aren't really. The laws really are disarming the people that would use the gun for protection, right? Then you start seeing the the politics behind it. To me, is is well, you, if I'm not mistaken, you did mention one time like the parallels between downtown here, Chicago, and then everywhere else, and you saw how like they really focus on the people that have the money, right? Mm-hmm. And, and 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 I mean we're in Chicago. This is just Democratville. This city, th- th- this state, has been blue in in how many elections? I mean I don't even my whole lifetime really. Yeah. Like it's been a blue state. So these people say that they're for the people. Yet, where is the money going? You know what I'm saying? So so it's it's a really complicated. There's not really one answer. It's just a multitude of things that that kind of kind of build yeah. up and and hit a boiling point. Exactly because you know, for for every Columbine, there's like this is normal here in Chicago. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. This is this is the norm. Like we're we're, we're at a different pace here. Like Columbine. Well, oh, you did that. Oh, we do that like twenty times here in Chicago. So that's a weekend for yeah. us, yeah. So, so even looking at that situation is like there is a lot of gun violence. I do agree uh, here in America, but uh, what what is causing it, and also where is it happening? You know, it's not some uh, white kids that are unhappy about you know you know fuck you mom dad you know I'm gonna go blow up the fucking school. It's not that. Here in Chicago. Right. And, and and when that happens, that's when it makes national headlines, yeah. but that's not an everyday thing. Exactly. Whereas, you know, the, the a body count actually a, a body count like you know, in the fifties, that that could be in Chicago on, on a hot summer weekend, that many people get shot. Yeah. You know, not necessarily that many people die. But that many people get shot and, and damn near close to 20 die. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
so it, it it does it does definitely it does definitely beg to question um and and it is a it is a very interesting question i do think i like with what you said as far as as far as the 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 shooting here in the city in our city i totally agree with everything you said I think when it comes to like these more fringe shootings, like like the situation in Las Vegas or or the Columbine situation that happened so many years ago, or and, and we would be on here for hours if I named all of the mass shootings that have taken place since then. I do think with the more fringe ones, I think in this country, a lot of selfishness is promoted. And I think sometimes even selfishness is even promoted with with noble intentions. And what and what I mean by that is I think a lot of times everybody in this country is too caught up in their own stuff. And not and, and not just them like personally, but like them or their family. Like and not really concerned with anything that affects anybody outside of that. Yeah. And I think what happens is w- with us being like that, which obviously you're, you you should care for yourself and you should care for your family. But sometimes, sometimes it can be something as simple as, hey, you know what? This guy that I work with, like, I'm going to talk to him. And, and and not not necessarily because you think that they're gonna like mass do a mass shooting or anything, but sometimes it, it's it's good for you and good for your mind to sort of get a, a perspective of other people's life. And I think that before, like you know, back in the day, before we lived in in a more like tight knit communities and people were more familiar with one another. It was like. If this kid does bad, he was ashamed. He was ashamed because like the whole neighborhood know, knew his family. Now it's like, oh man, that kid is fucked up. I'm glad my kids are not like that. But it's not like, a, damn, that kid, that's a community problem. Yeah. Because, you know, before it was like that. Like, oh, little, you know, Billy Bailey, he's throwing rocks and breaking windows we're going to go tell his mom because that that's a problem. Now it's like, oh, yeah, that, that motherfucking Billy Bailey, man, that kid is fucked up. That family is fucked up. But that's them. That's yeah. not us. Yeah. And and I feel like that, if you take that, that an example like that, and, it, and you extrapolate that on a national level where everybody just gets so caught up in their own bullshit, nobody actually really takes time to see what's going on with somebody else. And the reason the reason I say that is because I revert back to to Columbine, and 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 I remember the the documentary, and in the documentary they they delve deep into the lives of of these two kids, and essentially what they were 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 outcasts. They were outcasts. They were they were bullied, and the cool people in school didn't fuck with them. There was nobody in that school that seemed to have been courageous enough to actually like talk to the kids. It actually be like, hey, like, you know, what's going on? Because maybe not saying that it would have, but you never know, because a lot of times when when you're at that teenage level and you have so much angst, you have so much angst and so much pain. And it's just like you and your friend 
with your backs against the ropes and you see it's like you and him against the world, it's like sometimes it could help if if somebody else reaches out and shows that, hey, maybe you're not as like fucked up and weird as you think you are. You know what I'm saying? Maybe, maybe just hold on. And 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 that was like one of the one of the greatest things in that documentary when um uh one of the South Park creators he gets interviewed in the documentary because the 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 shooting took place not far from from where they were raised. Yeah. Actually, I, if I'm not mistaken, I believe it was in the same town that they were raised, the South Park creators. And and it was badass because this, that South Park creator said, "If I could have talked to those kids, I would have just told them hold on because it gets better after this." He's yeah. like he's like look at he's like look at me and my partner. He's like we got this show on Comedy Comedy Central. We're millionaires. And in high school, nobody fucked with us. Nobody liked us. Like we yeah. were the nerds. And now the guys that were like the cool jocks, yeah. they're 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 bankrupt and 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 overweight and and divorced and and all messed up. It's like and their wife wants to fuck Matt Stone and Trey Parker. Right, exactly, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. And it's like it's like hold on. So just like just like that could possibly be a remedy to kids in that situation there's there's millions of different situations in the United States and sometimes if like we kind of take ourselves out of out of where where we're at where we're at and, and, and put ourselves in other people's situations it could kind of help I've done that at work where where there might be somebody that I don't like right talk to on a regular basis but an opportunity might present itself for me to talk to them or kind of get to at very least get to know them a little bit better. And I, I feel better about the person. Yeah. Like I, I, I know them a little bit more, you know, so you, you, you just never know. And, you know, like I said, and it starts at childhood really, because, be, because, um, one thing, one thing that I will tell you about us two and really like the people we grew up with, we had, we were in our own world. We never followed this whole like, oh, I'm on, I'm in this group or I'm in that group. Dude, in high school, I used to talk to like the fucking football team, the basketball team, the rock kids. Like sometimes, oh, hey, what do you think about that new system of a down album? You know what I'm saying? Like I always found like everybody was interesting in their own way. Yeah. And I always talked to people. And, you know, I always had like a certain lingo with certain different people. And we were all like that. And a lot of people, what happens is, like, like you're saying, is they, they kind of stay in their world, you know? Mm-hmm. And then as you grow up, what happens? You're in your own world. Oh, my, my wife, my kids, this is it. This is it. So what happens when that goes to shit? Yeah. Like, what do you have then? Yeah. What, where, where are your friends? Where are your friends? Where Where's, like, the bigger picture here? You don't have one. And And to me, that's a testament to what you're saying, which is, like, Really, life is bigger than your your own your, little yeah, box. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Your box, like life is bigger. I'm not saying don't pay attention to 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 your you know wife and your kids, but always go in thinking like, okay, yeah, I have my wife, I have my kids. What what you know? What can I do that's bigger? Or if not, what can I do? Just look at things differently. Teach your kids. Hey, you know, like this is how it was in high school, and you know what? Like everyone, you know, everyone's gonna be different. You know, you don't have to be what people want you to be, you know? When there's a music artist or where there's a actor, they're always typecasted as, oh, he's a gangster rapper. Oh, he's a comedy actor. Don't don't limit yourself. Just because people say that that's what you are, fuck it. Fuck them. I'm going to do what I'm going to do. 
I live in my world and 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 I'm gonna you know expand on it. And that's really like what you said. Like sometimes, think about it, man. Like you, you uh, you're in love with this girl. You walk in. And like and like you leave your friends and you stop you know hanging out with them and all this but that goes to shit, you know communication goes you know bad and and it's now it's a nasty divorce you can't really talk to anybody right you know your kids you alienated yep your yep. kids don't want to talk to you or your wife they're starting to do uh, so so at at what point do you snap yeah, you know like at what exactly. point because you have nothing else this because, is all you because have because this is this is what you put all your all the eggs. In a basket, it's the same thing. It's the same thing politically. It's like, it's like, oh, you know, all I had was the hope that Hillary would win the presidency. Now it's you know, or all I had is the hope that this guy would win, or all I had the hope. No, you you can't you can't limit yourself, and and you can't be too preoccupied with what's acceptable to other people yeah. because. Then again, you limit yourself in 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 making your world bigger. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because imagine, imagine, like you just said, uh, in high school, it's like, oh well, I can't talk about, I can't go talk to the rock kids about the System of a Down album because the guys that I hang out with, they don't think that rock is cool. Yeah. So, well, no, well, like fuck them. Like, why do you? Who yeah. cares? Because who knows where they're gonna end up. And then also, this kind of speaks more, I think, even more so in in a in a grander scale, to the to the uh, black and brown community. Because I was actually just having a conversation with uh, a friend at work about this, and it was a pretty good conversation, pretty deep. And I was telling telling him how, like, I think one of the biggest problems with our community, the black and brown community, is that we're too caught up with what's cool. We're too caught up with what's cool, and then we don't we don't think outside of that. And and um, reason reason I said that is is because if you look if you look at like why so many black and brown people are in jail, you see that it kind of boils down to that the shit that they were doing to get them to the jail was part of the realm of cool, like yeah. you know selling drugs toting guns, you know, being in the streets, doing drugs, being out here fucked up. Like, it was all kind of in the realm of, of being cool. Like, well, yeah, it's cool. It's acceptable. Like, Let me add a side note to what you're saying. Mm-hmm. We were just talking about this. I don't know if you remember about like a week ago about how when we were young, which, by the way, uh, Twiz, K-Cartoon right now, he has the Jordan 13s, which when we were little, like, I would ask my dad, and I'm sure that happened to you too, like, we would ask our parents, oh, can I have the Jordans? No, we can't. It's not in our budget. But all the cool kids had that. Yeah. So even from a little kid, you're kind of indoctrinated like, oh, well, I got to be on some cool shit. Right. You know, fuck, fuck the fact that my parents don't have money. And then the parents are like, oh, shit, I'm going to, my kid has to be fly. Exactly. Exactly. And so, and so what happens is, what happens is not enough of us are willing to step outside of the realm of cool and and accept the risk of possibly not being cool yeah. for a, for a period of time to better ourselves, and and, and I'll give you I'll give you a, a a a real life personal example of this. The other day at work there was a lady, and this lady she she passes through the job, and she uh 
oftentimes she speaks tongues. She speaks in tongues. Like, yeah, it's just, it's weird. Like, what in the fuck? <laughs> yeah. She's like, oh, <laughs> so anyway. But. I I I, oh. I find it funny, like it's it, it's comedic to me because I don't believe that like she's really like, I, it's just gibberish, really. It's not in tongues because yeah. <laughs> I've read I've read about about speaking in tongues before, and and what um, theologists have studied is that <laughs> if there was such a thing as actually being able to speak in tongues, it would never be something that you would be able to control. What it would be used for is something that you were endowed with spiritually to communicate with somebody that spoke a different earthly language than you, but you could speak the same spiritual language. So if like, if you were a man of God from like Spain and I'm a man of God from Israel and God wanted us to communicate with each other, we would be endowed with the ability to speak tongues and nobody would be able to understand us, but we'd be able to understand each other. Yeah. That's what, what what theologists have studied and said that that if speaking in tongues was a real thing ever, yeah, yeah. that that's how it would function. Just and not just not just gibberish yeah. that you could turn on and off when you want. <laughs> so anyway, God, anyway, damn. that whole spiel that I just gave you, yeah, I gave it to a few of my coworkers. Yeah, and granted, like some of them looked at me with like like i was weird like oh like well what the where the fuck did that come from and one of them even said one of them even said oh man um uh, we're out you, you didn't you didn't you didn't uh watch a lot of tv as a kid kind of condescending yeah funny but but uh, but a little condescending and and then i was like well you know i read a lot i like to read well this particular co-worker he's a great guy but he's he's he would fall under the realm of a cool guy. He would fall under the realm of anything that's cool is acceptable. Yeah. But the minute you step outside of the realm of cool, I gotta detach myself from you because yeah. now now I'm you're, out. <laughs> now you're you're infringing upon my cool reputation, and yeah. I can't have that. Yeah. So I gotta detach myself. Even though what I'm saying is like an informed thing, and an intellectual person would actually kind of find that interesting. Yeah, like, damn, yeah. like. I didn't know that. Like that's kind of interesting. Like I would. Like if some yeah. if I if I didn't know that and somebody told we're me that, I would be like, damn, that's badass that you know that. Now it may now I know why you were laughing at that. Yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like you laughing at it because you're informed about it. Yeah. So you know you're kind of calling bullshit on it. Hell yeah. So now I could join you in the laugh. Well, that's that's an example. That's an example of what I'm talking about. Is like if we it, it, in, instead of getting too caught up in the cool, sometimes we can step outside of it and, and actually learn more, and yeah. and then and then actually learn stuff that can serve to our our financial benefit. Excuse me, our financial benefit towards the future, and and I and I think that's important, and and um, I think that's 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 probably the the best way that we could leave this podcast today, is. Sometimes in, in life, we never know like when situations like this will befall us. We, we don't. And, and the only thing we can do is try our best to learn from them and see what we can do better. And then also try our best to try to prevent it. And, and none of us are, are psychic. None of us know when the next one will happen. But what we could do is every now and again take a little bit of time to have some insight into somebody else's life because 
you don't know when somebody might be at that breaking point. You don't know when somebody be, might be at that point of snapping. And sometimes maybe all they need is a good friend, like a real friend. You know, not like, oh, I'm not the cliche, oh, you need a friend, I'm your pal. No, but a person to be like, yo, dude, fuck these bitches. Like, your wife cheated on you, all right, fuck these bitches. Like, we'll yeah. get you someone else. Or yeah. or your your finances are fucked up. Well, like, let's see what we could, how can yeah. we look into it? Or you don't feel good about this? Like, you know, because we get we get overwhelmed with problems and and then at the end of the day too who knows maybe the guy was just a psychopath and there was nothing anybody could have done that's also a possibility and then in a situation like that all we can do is pray and lean on one one another and 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 hope you know that everybody can get out as as safe as as possible yeah but um but yeah that's that's our episode for today uh thank you guys for listening like always, if we talk about something that you feel you know somebody would be interested in, share the episode with them, text them the link, share the link, all that good stuff, tweet them the link, however, whatever your your method of getting it out there is, visit us at audioapesmusic.com, check out our website, you can sign up for our newsletter, it's a good way for us to keep you up to date on everything we got going on, follow us at Twitter. Uh, on Twitter at Audio Apes, follow us on Twitter at Hanging with Apes. Remember, we got a new v- music video dropping soon, so uh, keep your eyes open for that. We got some merchandise for sale on our website, so you could visit our website and check it out. Some pretty cool shirts. Um, peace. Peace. <laughs>